0: Welcome to Soul Cravings, with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger. In her show, Karen talks about how to take care, cope, grow and thrive through difficult times like change, anxiety, loss, death, illness, loneliness and hopelessness. Karen draws on her knowledge as a therapist, her own life experiences and is happy to cover questions you can send in. Born in Germany, Karen has been living in the UK for most of her life and offers support locally and globally. She has been diagnosed with breast cancer twice and records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames. You can follow Karen on Twitter at Karen and catch up with her work and writing via karenseeger.com That's K A R I N S -S 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 I E. G E R. And now, over to your show host, Karen Seeger.
1: Hello and welcome to Soul Cravings with me, Karen Seeger. Today is the first show in the program, so I thought it makes sense to talk a bit about soul cravings. What are they? What do they do for us? And what can we do for them? What do you think soul cravings are all about? do you have any? Well, you have soul. I have soul too. We all have soul. We talk about soul food. We talk about soul music. We talk about soul in a religious sense, in an existential sense. Whatever your beliefs or your values, you have soul. Soul is at the core of who you are, what makes you tick, what keeps you going, what gives you a sense and a purpose. Cravings? We crave for a lot. We crave for food. We crave for love. We crave for the good times. We crave for companionship. You may crave for safety, money, prospects, promotion. You crave for life. We all have a hunger in us. A hunger for things that really matter to us, that make it all worthwhile and that make it better. And sometimes we hunger for things that are not good for us, that actually stand in the way of everything that we want to achieve and that is good in life. So in that way, soul cravings are about our needs, the very fundamental needs that we all share for safety, for food, for warmth, for shelter, for protection, for belonging, for love, for meaning. And then some more advanced needs that we have for growth, development, recognition, achieving. Achieving our potential development and growth. And in a way, this is what our life is all about, isn't it? It's about how making the most of what we have and how coping with the difficult times in our lives. And this is what I would like to talk about in my shows with you. And I'm happy to respond to any contributions that you want to make, any questions that you have. Let's talk about the difficult times without shame, without blame, without fear. In my practice as a psychotherapist, I always find if we can talk about things, we really take the sting out of the tail. They become less frightening and they become less overwhelming. Sometimes we feel, well, if I say it, and if I hear myself say it, then it becomes real. But I put it to you, if you keep really difficult and frightening things locked up in yourself, they become an awful lot more powerful and a lot more dark than perhaps they really are. And if we keep those things locked up inside of us, we have less of a chance of dealing with them in a way that perhaps makes them go away or even if they can't go away then we have a better chance of developing ways of coping with them. Let's go back to cravings. If you think of your childhood there are perhaps things that you craved for and you didn't get. I certainly craved for things I didn't get. I often felt not really recognized for my potential At school, in sports, I wasn't very good um, and I was never given a sense of, well, perhaps there are types of sports that I can do, um, where I can excel, or that are fun. There was a lot of competition, there was some bullying, perhaps there was a lot more of the bullying that I wasn't aware of. Whatever we experienced at home, at school, in our formative years, that might inform the cravings that we have today and some of the triggers that make us especially hungry. Hungry for recognition, perhaps hungry for love, for trust. Some of the things we may have not experienced enough of in our early years. Cravings can also change over time. As we get older, our priorities may change. Life lessons teach us a lot. We may realize that some of the things we have achieved perhaps not as important as we thought they would be. We start to experience perhaps a lot more about loss, a lot more about disappointments, relationships not working out, loneliness, anxiety, health issues. We get older, our bodies change, our outlook changes, midlife crisis, teenage crisis, Old age crisis, crisis everywhere, crisis in our society, crisis in the world. We are part of all of that, whether we like it or not. And sometimes, perhaps we just want to take ourselves out of it. Not in some kind of suicidal way, but perhaps we want to live our lives with more solitude or even with more isolation. Sometimes we can turn unsocial because it all gets a bit too much. These are also types of cravings, of just being left out of it. I don't want to be part of all of this. It's too complicated. It's too challenging. I've got enough on my plate. That type of thinking. And it is understandable. There's nothing right or wrong about it. It is what it is, and we all have to make choices. And we all have to live with the consequences of our choices. How do we regulate our cravings? What do you do when you can't get your needs met? What do you do when it really hurts? When you're alone? What and who do you turn to? There are helpful ways of meeting those needs and there are less helpful ways. Activities, people, places, things we believe and do They can help us with our cravings. There are probably already a lot of things that you do do in your own life which are about satisfying cravings, but you might not call it that way and you might not realize the connection. What do you do when you are stressed? When you feel alone, hopeless, depressed, frustrated, fearful, confused, overwhelmed, What do you do when you need to calm down, when you need to get some perspective? Perhaps when you are at pain because you've been let down or there is a loss, something or somebody has gone. What do you do? What works for you? It's really important to understand what works for us. Often we do very useful things and sometimes less useful things. As an autopilot, we just do it without thinking about it we've always done it in that way and perhaps because we were taught to do it in that way I'm not knocking it we always do things for the best of reasons even if they are not good for us sometimes taking stock and thinking about the things that we do and why we might do them can be very helpful people do sports Outdoors, indoors, reading, writing, creativity, baking, eating, sleeping, watching television, being on social media, going to see friends, getting drunk, smoking, taking drugs, washing the car, buying a lot of things, gambling, gaming. It's such a mixed bag and there's so much more. I've just scratched the surface. Different things work for different people, and some things work at some times, and at other times they have no effect on us. Then it's time to move on and find new ways of addressing our soul cravings. What do we do when the things that we used to try no longer work for us, or they were connected to things we can no longer do? It might have been a person that really helped us in our life, and they've gone, they might be dead. It might be an activity which we can no longer afford or physically or emotionally, mentally are no longer able to do. We might have moved. We might no longer have the same circle of friends. Some of the activities that helped us may have really damaged us. I'm thinking of addictions. The thing about addictions is that at some point we get into them because they might be quite enjoyable. There might be peer pressure. It might be... The only thing available, so we think. And because they are addictions, they create a life and a world of their own. And we try and satisfy the addictions and lose track of the soul craving they were really there for to help us with. But they can't help us with them. They tend to cover them up. And we become the victim of those addictions. And everything becomes about Serving the master. The master is the addiction. It's really important to understand that this, in the long run, doesn't work for us. And most people who are addicted will know about it. And it's not easy to end addictions. But it is possible it can be done. What about when we have a real existential crisis in our lives? Perhaps unemployment, age... Life changes. Life changes that are natural. Life changes that are premature. We might get very ill. You might have read in my bio that I have been diagnosed with breast cancer now twice. And it is those moments when we really think about the meaning of it all, when we get in touch with our vulnerability, with our mortality. When we develop a different sense of time. Now those moments can be extremely frightening, very upsetting, very chaotic. Those are dark places. And those are also topics that I would like to talk about in forthcoming programs with you. How do we cope with those really dark moments? How can we hold on to some hope? How can we move forward and make it all worthwhile? even though what we might have left is not what we wanted, is not for as long and is not for as good. But how can we turn it into something worthwhile? Because we are worthwhile, you are worthwhile, even if you think perhaps other people don't look at it in that way, other people might give you a sense of worthlessness, but you have value, you are valuable and it is really important that we recognize in ourselves the value that we have. Too often for a whole range of reasons can we be our own worst critic. Do you like yourself? People talk a lot about self-love, that's great, but many people are not at the level of self-love when we can't even like ourselves. You probably know people and perhaps this applies to you who can't look at themselves in the mirror because what looks back at them is not what they like. It's difficult to befriend ourselves because sometimes we think whatever has gone wrong, it's all our fault, that we can't trust ourselves, that we are quite a rotten egg and nothing good will come of us and anything that you invest in yourself is bound to end in failure and disappointment. If that is you well then it's really difficult isn't it? It's difficult to develop sometimes even really useful soul cravings because soul as I said is at the heart of you and if you think the heart of you is not good then that's really difficult. I believe that whoever we are, wherever we are, Whatever we have done, positive change is possible. Now, we may have to work very hard for that, but it is possible. It is possible for you, it is possible for me. Now, let's talk about soul cravings and relationships. Because often we think the best way of meeting our needs is through another person and indeed you may have experienced other people thinking that you might be the person that can help them meet their needs and you may know of someone who you think you need to meet your needs and again this is really understandable because we are all relational beings we like to be in relationship We like to have a companion. We like to be recognized and loved. But there can also come a point where this attitude, if taken to extreme, can work against the relationship. It can work against us and against the other person. Nobody can do for us what we need to do for ourselves. There are certain things, like soul cravings, which you have to work out and address in your very own individual way. We can't expect other people to deliver the goods. And this goes into the whole territory of perhaps being controlling in relationships and becoming quite frightened of the idea that somebody might want to leave us or indeed Somebody else might get frightened that you may want to leave them. Another area of soul cravings in relationships is when what we think we need to do to address our needs might be incompatible with the person who we are with. We might feel we need to do things that are time-consuming and that are based on beliefs that the other person doesn't share. This might lead to conflict. Soul cravings and looking after them is also about self-care. And when we take care of ourselves, we are often accused of being selfish, of only thinking of our own advantage, of our own interests. Indeed, it may be the other way around. You may be with somebody who takes care of themselves in a way that you feel excluded and you may think of that quite selfish. So what do we do in such circumstances? Do we sacrifice what we believe is necessary to look after ourselves? Do we compromise? Can we talk about it? Are we perhaps not well-matched? These are things we need to think about. It can happen that looking after ourselves can lead to conflict. And it doesn't need to leave to an end of a relationship. But again, be aware that taking care of your soul cravings might not be straightforward. It doesn't make it wrong. So today we've done a bit of an excursion about soul cravings which is also the title of my show and today is the first program which has given you a bit of a flavor of the types of topics which I will cover here in the future and also a flavor of how I talk and how I um, approach some of the difficulties that we all face in our lives and I would like Soul Cravings to be a place where we can talk about difficult things without fear and hopefully by the end of the programmes you will always be able to take away some new ideas, some new possibilities, some motivation and hopefully some inspiration. I'm a psychotherapist, but a lot of what I talk about is also based on my own life experiences. I believe we all hold wisdom, and we all are teachers in some ways, in our own rights. We all have a wisdom that we sometimes don't tap into enough, and I hope that this show will also help you to tap into some of your own wisdom and to develop courage to create perspective and some hope through the difficult times that you may be facing. In forthcoming programs of the show, I will talk about a whole range of different topics, ranging from hope and how to turn hopelessness into hope, regrets, life lessons, honoring our own wisdom, coping with grief, coping with crisis of purpose, midlife crisis, how to cope with chronic, life-changing and life-shortening illnesses, including cancer. And this is for all people who are affected by such illnesses, not just those with a diagnosis, but also if your family, friends, carers or medical professionals. You're always welcome to drop me a line via the show for any topics that you would like me to cover. On my website, karenzieger.com, I also have an advice column that you can write to for free and I will always address a selection of the entries I receive and give an answer on my website. I can also provide an answer via the show here. I hope you have enjoyed today's programme and that you can take something of use with you. Remember, whoever you are, whatever has happened positive change is possible. I'm Karen Zeger. I've enjoyed speaking with you today, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Soul Cravings with your host, Karen Zieger. You can follow Karen on Twitter, at Karen Zieger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website KarenSieger.com